Hey, hello, I'm Tommy Chong. If you want something really nice in your laboratory, buy Durachill. I'm telling you, if you're not using this Durachill, you're not really in the pot business. You're just on the fringe of it. So if you really want to get serious, man, this is what you need. You need a Durachill in your life. You've got the technology here to have the cleanest, purest, healthiest product. I'm impressed. You want me to sell this? Buy it. Try Durachill or else. If your chiller's down, you ain't making money. And you heard it from me, Tommy Chong. Brought to you by PolyScience. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode of Cannabis Tech Talks, brought to you by PolyScience. This is Patricia Miller, Managing Editor for Cannabis and Tech Today. And this episode, we'll dive into an emerging technology um, that I'm very excited about. You've heard of edibles, um, you know about concentrates and beverages, but have you heard about dissolvables? Um, so joining me is Missy Bradley, co-founder and brand director for Ripple. Um, Missy, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So before we dive into the science behind dissolvable cannabis concentrates, um, I'd like to learn a bit more about you. What uh, what drew you into the cannabis space? Sure. So uh, I had never really been a user of cannabis. It was something that I had tried and it just didn't really work for me. And really what was available to me at the time was smoking. Uh, smoking and I have never really gotten along. Um, I had been living out in Colorado for a bit. And one of my childhood friends, uh, who is now one of my co-founders, Justin Singer, had come to me with my other co-founder, Jeremy Goldstein, uh, and, and brought the idea for a company that they had wanted to start. And at the time, knowing nothing about cannabis and again, not having been a user, I was really reluctant um, to have any involvement with it. And over time, once I understood what they were trying to do and what I could be doing in the space, uh, I decided to jump in and join them. And that was how I came into cannabis. So that was back in 2014, 2015 and been working on it ever since. My previous life, I was a journalist. Uh, I went back to school to get a separate degree in journalism, worked at some magazines, and now I'm here. Wow. Okay. So a journalism overlap there. Has that helped you with the business? I think so, for sure. I mean, I, I understand what makes a compelling story. Uh, communication, I think, is always just the foundation of, of anything that you're doing within business. So I think it's really sort of helped me to be able to communicate internally, communicate externally, and then also understand what we're creating and what's important about it. I love that. So um, with that being said, maybe we should dive in a little bit to dissolvables um, and what Ripple is doing that I think is pretty unique in the industry. And something that I'm always like really excited to talk about, oddly, um, Ripple's been kind of, I'll say, <laughs> dissolvable concentrates have been one of my favorite ways to ingest, actually, since I discovered them, because it's really consistent. Um, so maybe you can tell me a little bit about how you're able to get that consistency. Um, and I think something that's really cool that Ripple does is human trials and clinical testing. So, um, yeah, tell us about the technology. Yeah, so back going back to the founding of the company, the reason that Justin was even interested in doing something in the space was because he had his grandmother come to him and ask him for an edible because she'd heard about cannabis and she had 
all sorts of health concerns that she was looking to alleviate. And he tried to get something for her. It wasn't a recreational, it wasn't a legal market at the time. And, and everybody was just really concerned about the efficacy of the product. So she never ended up trying it. And that set him on a path to figure out if there was a better way to make an edible, something that could be consistent, could be reliable. Our first product was a product called Stillwater Tea. It was a microdose THC product. It had two and a half milligrams of THC, and it was meant to relax, not to intoxicate. We were very much uh, bought into the fact that we were a food company using cannabis as an ingredient, as a functional ingredient, similar to an omega-3. Uh, and in doing so, we had to create a water-soluble form of THC. We were making a tea product. We didn't want an oil slick on the top of your cup. And... That led us to creating Ripple. So we had what is now Ripple in this tea product. And for a long time, there was sort of a joking back and forth. What if we just sold this on its own and people could make whatever they wanted with it? And then my co-founder, Jeremy, and I were doing all of our in-store vendor days and hearing from consumers that the tea product sounded great, but, oh, I don't drink tea or I'm a higher dose user. And that really got us on the path to, well, we have this powder. People can make anything that they want into an edible and they can dose it however they would like. So that is how Ripple was formed. It was, it was those conversations and understanding what people wanted and how they were using it. Wow. And after we released Ripple, we started hearing a bunch of reports of people saying, you know, this product hits me faster. Uh, I feel the effects quicker. And we felt the same thing, but we didn't know why that was or if it were actually true. You know, it, it, experience is a really hard thing to judge. Uh, the I feel high uh, is different from person to person. Mm -hmm. So we set out on our first study, uh, pharmacokinetics. So the study of how drugs are absorbed into the bloodstream. Uh, and it was a small study. I think we had five or six people involved in the first one. Um, and we had them take a 10 milligram dose of ripple and we measured the absorption into the bloodstream over various intervals. Uh, from that, we saw that ripple was absorbed within 15 minutes. Uh, we took that and we did a much larger scale study with Colorado state university. And we have now done three studies with Colorado state, Colorado state university, uh, peer reviewed published research where we have measured the absorption rate of our products into the bloodstream. And it has been fascinating in part because everybody will tell you that water soluble is quicker. They don't know necessarily how quick, um, you know, they can kind of tell you why they think it's quicker, but we can rely on the fact that we know how quick uh, and we can show you the studies. So that has been great for me as a marketer that I can tell people something that I know to be true uh, and also great for the Ripple brand because we can sell you a product that we know is going to be consistent and it's going to work for you every time because we studied it. So this sounds like really cool, but someone listening might think, well, aren't, aren't more brands doing that? is that really unique? And the reality is no, a lot of, a lot of brands are not willing to do um, human pharmacokinetic uh, trials, right? Why is that? It is time consuming and it is costly. It is something that has been a pillar of our business since we started. And we invest heavily in research because we believe in moving the industry forward. And we also like I mentioned, we don't want to say things as a brand, as a company that are not founded in science that we do not know to be true. 
And so the only way that we could make claims around our product was to study them. Uh, there are so many barriers to entry to getting into cannabis research, part of that being the federal illegality. And so it's tough. And also there's no reason to do it. You can sell any product you want in a dispensary with any claims on the pack and nobody's going to come after you for it. Sorry to the governing bodies, but is what it is. So that there isn't an incentive for people to be doing the research. Unless you care about the medical benefits, the, or, I mean, even recreationally, but I think if it's going to be taken seriously by clinicians, doctors, um, other scientists, and the whole United States, people who are prohibitionists, whatever the case may be, when you can present data about how effective it is, how quickly that becomes active, then a doctor can feel comfortable saying, you know, we can see the results of this. We can test this and see how it has an effect on different ailments. It's really important, right? Absolutely. And with edibles, within edibles, there's always been the fear of overconsumption because of the delayed onset, because you're waiting, you know, up to two hours to, there, there was that famous right. story from, from way back when um, Colorado went wreck where she ate too much and had a horrific experience. And I think a lot of people have had that. So really understanding that you can formulate uh, to be consistent, to be precise, to allow people to have that same experience over and over again, I think helps with the stigma, uh, helps bring up the industry and also may have more people feeling okay trying consuming cannabis products who otherwise weren't. Yes. And so I've actually run into this myself. Right now, Ripple's only available in Colorado, right? And in Michigan. We launched Michigan now? about oh, right. and a half ago. Cool, cool. Um, well, in Colorado, <clears throat> I really enjoyed um, trying Ripple with different things. And I found that there was like a, a combo that I could use after work that was just right for, for me. And it was really consistent. So, you know, if I just wanted the exact same effects every day, I had my my recipe. But over time, that gave me the confidence to suggest it to people who might otherwise not be interested in ingesting or, you know, felt like it was too out of their control. Right. And I think people are really kind of obsessed with that. How can I control my experience? Is it like a beer? You know, how do I know what I'm going to get into? Um, And so with dissolvables or at least dissolvables (laughs) that are scientifically researched for that consistency, you can offer that to people and say, you know, try this. It's one consistent dose and you know that you're going to get the same results the next time you try it. Um, and I think that's really approachable for people. Yeah. We hear a lot about that. We've been doing a lot of uh, focus groups with butt tenders in the area and they always mention to us that they recommend ripple to people who are new to cannabis. So as the product that's easy, safe to consume. You can try it however you want to try it. You don't have to pick between a chocolate or a gummy. It's kind of up to you how you want the experience to be. And I think that's really important. And it's what we set out to do. We wanted it to be an approachable product. And we also wanted um, to have those tight quality controls so that you can have that same experience every day when you get home from work that, you know, one day you feel out of control, one day you feel great. That was really what we were trying to solve for. Uh, So 
thank you for that because it's it's further validation that I think that we're onto something here. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean to sound, you know, like I'm endorsing, but I do just really appreciate the science that goes into it. And you've got, tell me about some of the different blends that, that Ripple does. Sure. So we have a variety of dose options in the original dissolvable powder. We have a relief option, which is a 40 to one CBD uh, balanced, which is a one-to-one CBD THC and a pure, which is just a full dose of THC. We've also, this past winter, we recently launched our sleep uh, dissolvable, which is CBN and THC, no added melatonin or other sleep agents, because we've heard from people that they're concerned about ingesting THC with potential other um, other compounds meant for sleep. Hmm. So those are the quick dissolves line. And then from years of consumer research, we found that a good portion of our Ripple dissolvables consumers were pouring the unflavored powder directly on their tongue or putting it in a shot glass of water. So we heard from that, that people were looking for sort of that quicker, uh, quicker use case, um, something, something that they could just have right away. They didn't have to mix it with anything. So from that, we developed our line of quick sticks, which are essentially mirror of a pixie stick. It's a flavored dissolvable powder meant to be poured directly on your tongue. So it's in its own little sanitary wrapper. You can take it with, with you wherever you want. It is portable. It is discreet. Um, and it is meant to be just quick, use it whenever you need it. Uh, and then we also have put ripple into a line of gummies because gummies are the largest portion of the edible market. It's what a lot of people are looking for. And we had this consistent fast acting powder and we could make a gummy with it. So we have gummies that are now made with, made with ripple. I dig that. And I like that you can make your own recipes with the original formula, add it to savory things, beverages, however you want to ingest that, which makes it again, I think something that you can kind of play around with and figure out this is the right blend for me. Or if you're having like a pain day and you want to just do CBD, it's versatile. And I, I appreciate that. So what challenges are you looking to overcome next? What are the, the other big hurdles on the horizon for you? So federal legality, I think being the largest, uh, but from uh, internally, uh, we're always looking to innovate and to figure out ways to make the product better. You know, with, with the ongoing research that we have, we're still studying absorption rates and seeing if different particle sizes or different ingredients affect the absorption. Uh, There are lots of interesting things from a food science perspective that we can employ within our current line of products. And also something that we're super interested in right now are minor cannabinoids. So we launched the um, sleep product with CBN. We are potentially looking at CBG products, THCV, but really understanding from the body of research, what those minor cannabinoids are effective for uh, and, and what we can potentially use them for to be able to give the consumer a different experience that they may be looking for. So I want to dive deeper into some of these different cannab- cannabinoids and find out what you're discovering with your research. Um, but first, we're going to take a quick sponsor break, thanks to PolyScience. And when we get back, we'll have more from Missy Bradley. 
Every cultivator knows that facility design can make or break your grow. So why not choose the team with over 15 years of experience in the industry? Cerna Cultivation Technologies provides floor plan and architectural services, comprehensive HVACD equipment, lighting and benching, and so much more, all within your budget. It's time to grow your way. Go to Cerna.com, that's S-U-R-N-A.com to learn more. And we're back with Missy Bradley from Ripple. Um, so we're talking about some of the other ways that you're hoping to innovate the brand, uh, other cannabinoids that can be helpful or therapeutic. Um, what are you finding in your research with these, other, like uh, CBN? You know, I know that's been starting to show up in pairings for sleep. What, it, what are you seeing when that's paired with um, Ripple? So we're hearing anecdotally that it is super effective for sleep. You know, the, the body of research for any of the minor cannabinoids is still pretty small. So it's, it's a lot of trial right now. It's a lot of trying to find what we can at pairing it with ripple and seeing how it does. Those are the studies I think that we're most interested in conducting next is really understanding, especially for something like sleep. A sleep study is something we've been toying with for, I think over two years now. Uh, but really understanding the effects of THC on sleep, the effects of CBN on sleep, CBD on sleep. Uh, and then for any other potential activities, really understanding how the cannabinoids are working in the body. Those are even harder studies than what we set out to do with pharmacokinetics. So, you know, longer lead time, many more dollars, but it, it is research that we are fully bought into uh, and hope to be able to complete sometime soon. So you mentioned when you were presented with this opportunity to join the brand that you weren't um, interested in in consuming cannabis. Has the research and the consumption modality made it something that you're willing to try or dabble with now? 100%. My cabinet is stocked with it. I didn't recognize at the time that there was a functional way to use cannabis. And it also, you know, when we started talking about it. I was pregnant with my first child and, and now I have two. And there's always a fear of overconsumption or of not being able to be a parent. Mm -hmm. And I never really had that with drinking a glass of wine because I knew how I would feel. Uh, I knew what I could and couldn't do after drinking a glass or two of wine. And so really it was just getting comfortable with cannabis, understanding how I was going to feel, having a product that I could rely on to be able to, you know, like you mentioned, know what you were going to feel like, uh, know what that experience was going to be. So for me, it just took understanding that there could be a dose that could be effective for me to make me feel a way that I wanted to and not feel out of control um, and that I could repeat it. So yes, absolutely. And that being said, not just me, my friends, my family, people who I never thought uh, would be using cannabis, let alone talking to me about it. Uh, it's been wonderful to see. And I feel like it's, it's impacted their lives for the better. That's great to hear. I like that um, these new modalities that are being that are hitting the market now are making people feel more comfortable. Do you find that education is a big component of sales for for Ripple? Absolutely. I think that you know, going back to why people don't do studies, there's so much misinformation to combat, and it's really hard to reach a consumer 
to educate. Most of that education is being done in a dispensary setting. So the onus is on us as a brand to be able to work with the bud tenders who are at the front line, uh, speaking to all of these consumers to really make sure that they have an understanding of A, our products, and then B, to try to impart a little of what we know about cannabis and, and what's happening sort of in the body. You know, it, it's tough. And, and yes, education, I would say, you know, is maybe the biggest, uh, if not one of the largest pillars that, that we need to work on because there still is that stigma. And I think, you know, back in 2014, we thought that it would go away much sooner than it is. Mm -hmm. We also believed in microdose in a way that it hasn't really come to fruition just yet. And we still believe in it, but I think things are just taking longer than we had anticipated, but we do see, you know, year after year, we're chipping away at things and that it is cannabis is coming more into the mainstream and, you know, we're, we're going to stick around and, and hopefully do some more good work here. Have you got new markets on the horizon that you're hoping to enter? I know a lot of States uh, have come online in the last year or two. Yeah. So we're constantly looking for where the next ripple state might be depending on, you know, how we're able to set up there, what the, what the parameters are. But for right now, we are focused on ramping up in Michigan and getting Michigan to a good place. We go into the States ourselves. We own the licenses and we are setting up operations. We're not licensing out the Ripple brand. So it takes a bit more legwork on our end to be able to set up in other States. That makes sense. Um, so where can our listeners go if they want to learn more about Ripple or hopefully see you rolling out in a state near them like New Mexico? Because I just recently moved here. Where can we find where can we find more info? So you can visit tryripple.com and in the top right corner, you're going to find a store locator and it will tell you all of the dispensaries near you carrying the Ripple products. Love it. Um, well, I think that will wrap it up for us. M Missy, have you got any um, parting thoughts you'd like to share with our listeners? No, just always happy to introduce new people to the products and, and hope that they enjoy them as much as we do. <laughs> All right. Well, if you enjoyed today's episode of Cannabis Tech Talks, be sure to follow, like, and subscribe on Apple IR Radio or wherever you get your podcasts. You can pick up our most recent issue on Barnes & Noble newsstands across the country, or you can read it online for free. Uh, that's all for this episode of Cannabis Tech Talks brought, by, brought to you by PolyScience. Um, and until next time, stay elevated.